So friends, one of the places that I like to frequent around campus is Brew Coffee. Right here in the shopping center. It used to be a little closer. I like it there, but now it's bigger, nicer. We do Tuesday morning coffee with students. And so I'm usually at Brew. And I was there maybe two years ago. And I was where you wait for your coffee if you've been there. There's a column. And on that column was a this sign. Uh, I didn't steal the sign. I'll tell you the story in a minute. Uh, but this was hanging there. If you can read it. It says, um, be a voice, not an echo. Be a voice, not an echo. And I remember I saw it. And I thought, there's a homily in there somewhere. And then I left. And during the COVID lockdown, they did some renovations. And the first time I went in after that, this was gone. So I was very worried because I, I wanted this as a homily prop. And so I, I said to the people, uh, uh, do you remember this sign that no one knew what sign I was even talking about? But do you remember the sign used to hang here? And they said, well, we might have buried it in some bin somewhere. And so they go down and they find it. And I said, hold on to that because at some point in my life, I'm going to come back here and want that sign to preach a homily. So on Friday morning of this week, I went and, uh, and got the sign. Be a voice, uh, not an echo. The reason I was drawn to the sign was because I think from a Christian standpoint, it needs a little nuance. Right? It's meant to uh, uh, portray a really good message, right? which is like be a leader, don't be a follower. Right? Don't spend your life just echoing whatever's trendy or popular. Right? Say something new with a unique voice, right? with the words that you use. Um, add some unique contribution. Right? Don't just be a follower. Right? Be a leader. I think that's what the, the saying is meant to engender within us. But I thought for a Christian, we've got to cross out the not and put and. Be a voice and an echo. Because see, for us as Christians, part of our job is to echo the voice of the Good Shepherd. To reverberate the voice of the Good Shepherd down through the centuries and through our lives. Through our words and the manner of our life. To echo the voice of the Good Shepherd. See, to be a Christian means that my voice is not absolute. To be a Christian is to always have as a default the voice of Jesus. That Jesus says in the gospel today, right, the sheep will hear my voice and I will bring them together into one fold and one shepherd. That they will recognize my voice. And it's the voice of Jesus that we're called as Christians to echo. We sort of straddle the past and, and the present and the future. We're always looking back and echoing the living voice of Jesus. Right? But then bringing that fresh and anew into our current context. But it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be good if, the, if it just said be an echo either. Right? Because the Christian is to be an echo and a, a new voice. Right? That's what the church has to do in the body of handing down of Christ's teaching. It's a living voice, right? That's what St. John Henry Newman, the great patron of campus ministry, right? 
he said that the that doctrine develops right it's that the passing on of Jesus's voice and teaching is more like an expanding stream or an acorn turning in into an oak tree than just pant handing on like the football from one person to the next right it's a it's an expanding river it takes in more and more more and more reflection over time but that's what Newman meant by the development of doctrine right it's organic it's dynamic it's not static at the marathon mass last night I said it's not like passing on I thought you passed on a baton in the relay apparently you do not do that um, that's like track maybe so I said you know it's like you relay people handing on a baton and they're all looking at me and they said, no, we don't hand on a baton, Father. We, there's some kind of waist thing you hand on, which I would think would be awkward to do mid-run, but whatever. They don't consult me on the Glass City Marathon. But it's not quite like that. Right? So the church preserves the living voice of Jesus right throughout the centuries. That's how we're called to share the living voice of Jesus in new ways. Right, John Paul II said the new evangelization has to be new in method and new in expression. We can't present the gospel, the living voice of Jesus, in the same way it was presented in the third century. We can't present the living voice of Jesus in the same way that it was presented even in the 1940s. The living voice of Jesus is always represented, reproposed within the cultural context that we're in. And then, of course, us as individuals are called to reverberate the voice of Jesus in really unique and distinctive ways. The saints are a beautiful description of this, right? Just If we just look at the tapestries in this church, these figures are so different from one another, unbelievably different in, in all sorts of ways. But they were reverberating the voice of Jesus in their own unique way, given their own unique personality, their own unique cultural circumstances, their own unique vocations, but yet were harmonizing with the voice of Jesus. The saints are not a cacophony of noise. The saints are like a harmony. Each of the saints adds a harmony line to the voice of Jesus that reverberates down through the centuries. So if I might speak for a moment to um, our CLP4 class, these are our Christian leaders of the future, right? And they said some nice quotes in the bulletin. I don't know where they pulled those out of. Um, and this is my first class, you know, as freshman when I got here, that I've got the journey with. And we've had some interesting times uh, over the years. Um, but right, that is the call for you as you go forth in this place, which is that you're called to echo, to reverberate the voice of the Good Shepherd. That his voice, right, is what we echo. But we do it in our own distinctive ways. You 12 are all really different, really different. And so you'll do that in different fields, in different ways. But to present the gospel as the living voice, right, with your own uniqueness, your own distinctiveness, right, that's what gives uh, the harmony to Jesus' voice reverberating and echoing down through the centuries. 
I always feel like Good Shepherd Sunday is just a time for us to reset the voice on our spiritual navigation system to Jesus as the default voice. I, I, I shared this last year at Ash Wednesday, so you might remember this, but um, I was down visiting my brother in Florida, and I was driving around with him and his girlfriend, and all of a sudden he put a place in to go uh, to navigate, and all of a sudden the voice that was navigating was uh, his girlfriend's, who was also in the car. And I was like, this is weird. Well, then they told me about this Waze app, uh, which I don't know if you guys are into this or not, but it's the Waze app. And you can program, if somebody loves you enough, or too much, to, uh, to sit down and record like a couple hundred basic directional instructions, then you can set their voice uh, as the default voice for your navigation system. And I immediately thought only new lovers would do something like this. Right? Like, no no, like married couples were looking like, the last thing I want to hear in my car, and the last thing I want to hear telling me what to do in my car is the voice of my spouse. But they were kind of new lovers at the time, you know, you like to hear their voice and so on. They're, they're going to listen to this, and I think they may have suspended that. Because <laughs> they're still together, which probably means they suspended that app. Um, but when I heard that, I was like, okay, that's a really good image, because we should be setting the default on our spiritual navigation system to the voice of Jesus. Right? His voice is abound. We have a million people to listen to today, right? As the as the primary sort of navigation of our lives, right? And some of them can be great voices, but it seems sometimes like a cacophony of voices. But the voice of the Good Shepherd, right, for a Christian, is the central default voice. It's our guiding principle. It's what we're called to echo and to reverberate. But yet, the church and us individually, with the distinctiveness and the unique contributions that we all make, the fresh voice, the dynamic voice that we give uh, to that echo. And so um, I'll probably return this uh, picture, though they told me I could have it. But if I if I get it, I'll probably just, I don't know if I'll use uh, whiteout. I don't really, it's kind of nice. I don't, but I want to change not to and. Right? Because for us as Christians, we're called to be a voice and 